Have you ever been camping near a lake and suddenly the hairs stand up on the back of your neck as if someone is watching you? As you lay perfectly still, you can hear the faint crying of someone not too far away. You move gingerly towards the sound, but find no one around, and yet the feeling of being watched is persistent. Good evening and welcome to Small Town Shadows. I'm your host, Victoria, and I'm here to weave you a tale that is sure to send shivers down your spine. As always, the following account is based on real events. However, the names and locations have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Please keep in mind that these narratives are not for the faint of heart and may frighten or disturb you. But now, before you get too comfortable, you should go turn off your lights. It's time to relax, clear your mind, and sip some tea as I take you to the small town of San Juan Zitalapec, Mexico. A troop of about eight Menanda scouts were camping with their troop leader on the bank of the Laguna de Zambango. They were trying to earn their Camping in Nature badge that weekend. Their troop leader, Diego, had helped the boys set up their tents, taught them how to start and put out a campfire, and made sure that under no circumstances were they to wander off without a buddy. Diego then went to sleep in his own tent, unaware that his scouts were being watched. The boys stayed up late, sharing spooky stories, eating marshmallows, and playing silly games to prove their strength and bravery. After hours of fun, the boys tired, so they eventually crawled into their sleeping bags and called it a night. Only a few minutes went by before one of the young boys, Carlos, squirming out of his sleeping bag, ran off into the wooded area nearby to relieve himself. Juan awoke when Carlos left the tent and decided to wait up for his friend. Time ticked by, and Juan found it difficult to stay awake. What was taking Carlos so long? Juan closed his heavy eyes just for a moment, when suddenly he heard someone crying. He bolted upright. He strained his ears to make out the sound. It was definitely someone crying, and it was coming from near the campsite. He looked over at Carlos's sleeping bag and noticed his friend was still not back. He decided to go find him. Maybe he had gotten hurt, and that's why he was crying. As Juan stepped out of his tent, he accidentally tripped over Nicholas, waking him up. Nicholas noticed the crying as well, and Juan motioned for him to join in his search of who was crying. The two boys followed the sound of weeping, deeper and deeper into the woods, further and further away from their campsite. They were looking all around for Carlos with what little light 
the moon cast that night. Both boys had forgotten a flashlight, unfortunately, and it was an uncharacteristically dark night. As they continued looking for their friend and following the whales, they found themselves back on the bank of the water. However, upon looking around, they realized they were a surprisingly far distance from their campsite. They decided it would be best to wake up Diego and the others to help look for Carlos. But before they could retrace their steps and return to their tent, they noticed a figure about a hundred feet away, walking slowly towards them. Her hands were clutched in front of her chest. Her hair was whipping all around her face and her flowing white gown seemed to be made almost translucent by the moon. Her eyes were hidden by her hair, but her mouth was agape and the quivering sound of weeping emanated from deep within her soul. This episode of Small Town Shadows is sponsored by Deerling Blends, a delicious, all-organic, sustainable tea brand that gives back to charity with every purchase. It tastes more than feel good. Check out their website to find old favorites and fun new teas. And now back to Mexico. The two young boys stared, transfixed, at the weeping woman slowly approaching. The water was breaking on the shore beneath her feet, but she didn't seem to notice. Her small feet, slowly carrying her forward, failing to leave any trace in the sand. Juan and Nicholas began to yell to her, asking her what was wrong. Was she hurt? They explained that they could go get their leader and that he would probably be able to help her. But the woman paid no mind to their words. She just continued to cry and advanced in their direction. Out of the corner of Juan's eye, he noticed something bobbing in the water. He stepped closer to the shoreline to get a better look, still leaving a good distance between the woman and himself. But before he could make out what he was seeing, Nicholas screamed. Juan whirled around just as the woman grabbed him by the throat. Juan tried to scream, but she held his throat tightly. And then, before he knew what was happening, he was completely submerged in the water. He thrashed around, clawing at the woman's arm, but with the strength of a six-year-old, it didn't make a difference. Nicholas ran towards his drowning friend and the woman holding him there. But as he got closer, the woman vanished. His friend was still thrashing about, stuck under the current. Nicholas reached forward to grab Juan and help him to safety. Suddenly, Nicholas felt the sand beneath him wash away and the water crash over him. He couldn't breathe as the water flooded his open mouth. He tried to stand upright, but met an invisible barrier. Something, or someone, was holding him underwater. In his panic, he jerked his head around, and as he released his last breath, forming bubbles around his head, he saw his friend's lifeless eyes bobbing beneath the water next to him. Diego awoke with a jolt. He didn't know what woke him, but his heart was racing 
and he felt increasingly uneasy as he scanned his tent. He thought it would be best to check on his campers, so he quickly crawled outside. There, standing in the middle of the extinguished fire pit, stood a woman in white. She was dripping wet. Her mouth was open into a silent scream, and there was something at her feet that Diego couldn't comprehend. Diego blinked rapidly, and when he reopened his eyes, the woman was gone. But the bodies of three drowned little boys remained. Do you believe in the mysterious woman in white who drifts along the water's edge crying and snatching up children only to drown them? Do you believe that a woman so enraged by her husband would kill her own children believing that they were why he was unfaithful to her? Do you believe in La Llorona? I'd love to hear what you think. Tell me your thoughts, theories, and experiences in the comment section below. And be sure to subscribe so that you can be properly spooked every Friday night. And on that note, sleep tight. And don't forget to check under your bed for any lurking guests. <laughs>